No one told me for all those times you wish someone just a little ahead of you would tell you what they did in the same situation, in the same season of life. On this podcast, experience is worth a thousand words, or at least 30 minutes worth. Welcome to No One Told Me. If I'm honest with you, nutrition has always been tough for me. So I've always thought that for something to be nutritional, it means it's going to help me lose weight. But as I get older, I'm learning that a nutritious food is more so about what it's going to do to you long term, like how it's impacting your body in good ways and bad ways over the course of a long period of time. And then I thought, I don't really know what that means. I don't know what that means in terms of what I need to be eating, what I don't need to be eating. All of the above, I was completely lost on. And I started getting the feeling that a lot of you all are too. So here's what I did. I called my friend Megan Minner. When I say call, I text it because who talks on the phone anymore? And she is a registered dietitian who has come in with us today and is answering just all of the questions. I had a lot of questions. So she helped me work through what it means to go to the grocery store and actually pick out things that are good for you and your family and that are easy to actually pull off daily. And what does it mean when you should do a Whole30, a paleo, a keto? I keep forgetting what that's actually called. What does it mean to incorporate those in your life? Should you be doing those? And also everyday simple tips that will help you not just lose weight because that can't be our only focus. That number on the scale can't be our obsession. And I'm speaking to myself, friends, when I say that. But what is actually going to make us healthier, better, and overall happier people? Megan answers all of our questions. And no one told me food is our friend, but not our best friend. All right, friends, today I am here with my friend, Megan. She is a registered dietitian. And before we jump into the good stuff, we're going to learn so much on this particular podcast. So everyone just buckle up and get ready. But will you first tell us what is a normal day like for you? What do you love to do? What, you know, take us along with you on a normal Friday afternoon. Adam and I basically work opposite schedules. So I go into work and then I come home and pass off the kid and then he goes into work so it's you know he works nights evenings evenings yeah what time does he get home 2 a.m Jeez, louise yeah. what does he sleep till um it's about seven or eight when brooks wakes up that's how he's functioning on that does he get a nap does he take a nap? He, he sometimes does oh poor adam yeah i feel i feel bad for him yeah it's bad <laughs> does he need pity does he deserve pity he does a little does. bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> on the weekends what do y'all like to do Saturday mornings, I usually go for a run with Brooks and then um, lunch. I mean, it's football season, so mm. game day, and then we watch just watch games all day, or I go to the game. So, I and you're still a ball fan. You're going to still be in that. Belt. Bless their hearts. Yeah. <laughs> really, at this point, I'm just going for the tailgate. There we make go. that extra good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to step up the game because you know the game's not always going to be great. Yeah, so, so we just roll the with tailgate. That. Is, yeah. Is- <laughs> The key point. And you'll have a little boy. Brooks yes. is how old? He's one and a half. He's one and a half. Mm-hmm. And what's been the greatest thing about being a mom? Oh, goodness. Just seeing his unconditional love for me. Mm-hmm. And it's just so genuine. And, you know, he doesn't understand good, bad, all that. And it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, wow, that's just 
unbelievable, like, how he can love you, Mm -hmm. you know? What's been the most surprising part? I mean, they're challenging. Yes. (laughs) What's the biggest challenge with Brooks? Like, what's the thing that you keep coming up against? He's pretty strong-willed. And so, and he's not talking yet. And so, we... He doesn't have anything to say to you. He wants something, (laughs) and he knows what he wants. But I can't figure that out. And so that's frustrating. Mm-hmm. When well, they just grunt. They just point and yeah. grunt. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, yes. Hagen, um, he's one, and his first word has been cracker. That's like the only word. Not mama, not dada. Uh-huh. Not, it's cracker. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing he'll talk about is a cracker. Uh-huh. And it just, our family life revolves around food. I mean, that's what that speaks to. So, <laughs> so Megan, tell us why you decided to become <clears throat> a dietitian. I don't know very many, you know? So yeah. I just, what made you decide this is like the path you want to go down? Well, it wasn't the path I first wanted to go down. You know, I never pictured myself working in a hospital, wearing a white coat, knocking mm-hmm. on a patient's door with the possibility that they might be naked on the bedpan. Oh, help me, Jesus. You know? Oh, Lord, but help us. here I am, I and I like it. So you didn't want to be a dietitian. Like, that wasn't no. your initial. So I thought I wanted to go to culinary school. Do you love to cook? You love to cook. I do. I started in high school kind of like just taking it on as a responsibility. Mom and dad would be working and I'd be home after school. And it's like, okay, well, I'm going to eat dinner. So that's kind of how it started. And then just kind of developed this love for cooking. And I was like, okay, I'm going to culinary school. And then my dad, bless him, was like, absolutely not. You are going to college. You're getting a college degree. So he forced me to go on, on all these college visits Typical high school student, like, no, not participating in any of the conversations. I will not tell you my favorite color. No. I will not guess and where so they're from. he applied for all these schools for me, and, like, I refused to participate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it, like, got down to the wire. I didn't turn in my housing for anywhere. And so I was like, okay, well, you're not going. And it was uh, This was August. You threw down the gauntlet on that. And... My grandfather came to me, love him, and I have family that had been working with the IMB in South Africa for the past 15 years. So I went to Africa for a little really? while. How long were you in Africa? Just a semester. Jeez, that's still a long time. It was like, awesome. You could send me on a week trip. Yeah. And probably not out of the country because chances are I'm not going to figure out how to get back in. Yeah. So that's impressive to me. So I flew back with my cousin, who's close to my age, and we started UT together. And UT has a program on their ad campus called Food Science. So I went through the motions of that, mm. whatever. I mean, it was a little What made you go through those motions? Like because what? it was the closest thing to food. Okay, I yeah. gotcha. So I finished that degree, was ready to graduate and go back to the mission field. And it was like, nope, that's not going to happen. So I had a friend that was working with the athletic department, and mm-hmm. she was an intern with Allison Maurer, who's who was the UT dietitian at the time. I was like, sports and nutrition. I was just about like, to say, this seems like this you need to seems do this. right up my alley. Yeah. Like I could do that. Mm. So I met with professors in the nutrition department. Found out it was only going to be like another year to add to my program because I'd already minored in nutrition, mm-hmm. and so I also got an intern with Allison working with mostly the football players, mm-hmm. and I was like, I love this. Yeah, this is awesome. So then I finished my bachelor's, and then to be an RD, you have to do an internship. Registered so, dietitian. Right. I know. I'm sorry. I know what BM means, and I know what RD means. <laughs> yes, I am an expert. <laughs> And done. Um, so I applied for an internship. I got it. And I loved it. It yeah. was awesome. You go through clinical, food service, mm-hmm. community. And then that allows you to sit to take the exam. Okay. And so I 
took like six weeks to study. In the meantime, I applied for a job, got a job, took the exam, passed it. And that's where I'm at. And here you are. And here I am. It isn't it crazy when you're in college <laughs> how it you're not going to know when you first start. A lot of times you don't know what you're going to be. You don't know where you're going to end up. No. You don't know what your major is going to be. You don't know what your job's going to be. Yeah. But I can think back and think, I've always had a knack for this. Mm-hmm. I just didn't realize it. I truly remember learning the food pyramid in kindergarten. I vaguely remember it. I was just very disappointed at the amount of sugar you could have. <laughs> and that's all I remember about that pyramid because that is a very small portion of it. It is a and small I just, portion. I and feel like we got that wrong. Well, they don't use a pyramid anymore. But I just, I don't know. I just look back and think, I've just had a knack for this. Yeah. And it's just what I'm supposed to be doing. So you graduated college. <clears throat> when did you meet your husband, Adam? I met him. I was going into my senior year. Basically okay. my fifth year. And so you were just getting into this, like, dietitian stuff. I was. And you practiced what you preached with Adam. I need (laughs) to hear this. Because I just literally, before we hit record, you said this. And I was like, oh, we're going to talk about it. (laughs) So I need to know how you ended up. Tell the story of Adam. I don't want to give away what happened. Okay. So So I think he just grew up fried chicken and mashed potatoes, like most casseroles, of mm-hmm. go out to eat, you get your spinach dip, your mac and cheese and french mm-hmm. fries and fried chicken. Like, there just wasn't an emphasis on healthy choices mm-hmm. growing up. And so he got to this point in college, living on his own, and he'd always, I think, been a little bit on the heavier side, but mm-hmm. it kind of caught up with him. And so when we first started talking, he was like, you know, I just feel really inspired. I want to try to lose some weight, and you're just inspiring me. And so he cut back on his portions. He just, Did you guide him in this? Did you say, hey, you need to do this or this? I Gosh, I walked right into this. <laughs> I started making him his lunches to take to work. She was already wifing. I know. Like, total (laughs) enabler. Yes. Such a mistake. But anyways, I started preparing those lunches for him. And so he kind of knew... I don't have to come home and make hamburger helper. Yeah. I can have this instead. And which so, there's nothing wrong with hamburger helper. Listen, <laughs> I'll have you know, and Manwich says you get your serving of vegetables. Does so it? It says it on the commercial. All right, so don't be hating on my go-tos. <laughs> <laughs> so you started making his meals for him. Yeah, and I mean, he was one of those people. He hates exercise. Still hates exercising. But he started doing it. Mm-hmm. And so, it, gradually, the weight just came off. And How I much? think he lost about 40 pounds. Over what span of time? Um, That's, I don't know, maybe a year, six yeah. months to a year. And he's pretty much kept that off. Mm-hmm. Because it was a lifestyle deal. And we'll talk about this more later. Well, he's married to me. So, yes, yeah, it's a lifestyle. A <laughs> he has no choice. This is your life. Okay? Yeah. You want, you want yeah. to keep that weight off, you marry me. That's how this goes. All right? Did he hide the ring, like, in a, in a broccoli florette or something? Just to really get you? No, he did not. But, oh, that. Adam, come great. on. I need you to be sharper on this stuff. Pull it together. Okay, so we're going to spend the next little bit just talking about that whole concept of good nutrition. I would even love to, like, in the future, like, if someone really wants to clean up their eating, I think that if we can find, like, two listeners who are like, I want to do better, I want to clean up the eating, I think we do it, and we see the results they get in six months to a year. Yeah. And we do, we can be like Kathy Lee and Hoda. Yes. Do a big reveal. A big re- I, I oh. live for that. Oh, I do. Love those. I love it so much. So, and we can bring our makeup people in. We're on to something. So, anyone who's yes. listening, if you decide you want to be this person, 
for us. I'm on board, and we will partner with you. So just DM me, send me an email through the website. We're going to do this, all right? It's going to be great. All right, so Megan, what constitutes good nutrition? Like, is there a checklist of things we need to aim to accomplish every single day? What's like an overview? Well, I have to reference the dietary guidelines. Those are guidelines that come out every five years by a panel of advisory committee experts in health and nutrition, and they come out with key recommendations. So the key recommendations are, first of all, whole fruits, vegetables, and we say eat the rainbow. So that means dark greens to blues to purples to reds, blues, Skittles. orange, vegetables, and fruits. Skittles are the rainbow, and their line actually is eat the rainbow. So you might, you all might want to change it because they're a bigger deal than you guys. So I'm just saying it. You might want to redo your motto it's going to confuse Okay, me. well... <laughs> So just eat all the vegetables. Eat all, all the, the different colors over a period of time. Mm-hmm. You can't eat them all Not in one, one day. day. That's, yeah, that mm-hmm. is a lofty goal. Um, and then we think about grains, and we want them to, half of them to be whole grains. So think things like quinoa, oatmeal, whole grain bread, whole grain pasta, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And then think um, low-fat or fat-free milk. Uh-huh. Um, dairy products. So low-fat or fat-free milk, light yogurt or cottage cheese. Ugh, cottage cheese. I can't get in that boat. Really? You know what I'm saying? I have a friend, a very good friend, who does cottage cheese and um, tomatoes with, like, yes. pepper and salt on yeah. it. And she calls it her, like, dessert. And That's I was like... That's not dessert. Have but... you lost your mind? You think tomatoes and, like, curdled milk is dessert. That no. just... I, I can't get on board with it. But you can't go... Well, I guess Don't it's an, acquire, it's an acquired thing. It is. But chunks, why do you want to eat chunky yogurt? That's what it is. Maybe. Chunky yogurt. Don't you try to tell me different. <laughs> I know that's what it is. Um, you talked a little bit about the plate method. Okay. So plate method. Picture a plate. It can be circle or square. Divide it in half. Half of it should be those fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. The other half divide again in half. So a quarter should be those grains that we talked about. Those whole grains, think potatoes, breads, that kind of thing. And then the other quarter should be those lean proteins. So when we think about lean proteins, think lean red meat and pork, chicken, turkey, uh, soy, legumes, Lentil pasta. Lentils. I tried yeah. to make that the other day. I tried to sneak it in on Ryan because he doesn't like to eat yeah. his vegetables. Yeah. And so I got lentil pasta. And I oh, when it, whenever I do this, I have to make it real fast and throw away the packaging <laughs> so that I can try to sneak it by him. And I kid you not, he got home, he <laughs> sat down to eat. I uh-huh. put the pasta every yeah. day. It was chicken. It was like garlic chicken lentil pasta. Kind okay. Of and it smelled great. Yeah. And I thought, I'm going to win with this. Like yeah. this, I'm going to pull this over on him. Yeah. And I always put a bunch of cheese on whatever it is because it like cancels out the, yeah. head, like the, the factory vegetables. Because he'll only eat like broccoli and cheese or whatever, uh-huh. which is fine. Cheese is, cheese is fine. And I put it on his plate, give it to him. And I kid you not, he's two bites in. Uh-huh. He says, what kind of pasta is this? Uh, and I was like, I don't know. It's just pasta. And he was like, well, the package say. And I said, I don't know. It's in the garbage. He says it on top of the garbage or is it at the bottom of the garbage? Like, he was going to go digging through the garbage to prove a point. Do you know how many times we have gotten into not arguments, literal fights <laughs> over me trying to hide stuff so probably I just quit. Like, it is not worth yes. it. Ryan was like, I don't know why you think I'm not going to know. This is very distinct, different flavor, texture, <laughs> all of the above. And I was like, I'm just hoping you're not paying attention. He's, he was like, if there's one thing I'm paying attention to, it's food. So why do you think I'm not going to see this? 
<laughs> well, I'm still going to try. And he know, and that's why he's suspicious of, like, all things I make now. Oh, really? Like, even I'll make pancakes now, and I make whole grain pancakes. Yeah. And he's like, why can't you just make anything normal? And just make it normal. I'm make so it. proud of you. I know. I do these things. He needs to. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't pay off anything. It pays off with the children and myself. <laughs> Good. But not, you know, he's just, listen, we'll Some figure it out. Some of those husbands, they just lack. Like, they want to be difficult, okay? They do. So let's move into daily eating habits. There's a lot of stuff out there about Whole30. There's a lot of stuff out there about <laughs> paleo and keto, keto, keto. Keto. All right. Let's say keto. I like it. Yeah. Like fasting and what all of these fad, you could call them fad diets because they're really hard to maintain as a lifestyle. So what's one thing you wish people knew about it? It's just what you said. It's a fad. Mm-hmm. It's not a lifestyle. So we've got the con- the uh, word diet linked to like short term. And it- it should be a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So when you think about these different fad diets, overall, what do they do? They lower your calorie intake. Mm-hmm. And the rule has been and always will be to determine your weight, it's calories in versus calories out. So if you consistently overeat, you're going to gain weight mm-hmm. and vice versa. So if you're consistently lowering your calorie intake, then you're going to lose weight. All of these fad diets overall lower your calorie consumption. It's just a matter of the different nutrients so Mm -hmm. they might be high protein low carb high fat low carb whatever eventually you're going to lose weight Mm -hmm. but it's going to be is it going to be a lifestyle is it something you can do forever so i think a lot of us get into this habit of picking up a diet we get tired of it and then what you regain the weight, and it's this never-ending cycle Did of you know, yo-yo weight. Leading up to my wedding, my diet consisted of carrots and mustard because <laughs> mustard had zero calories. <laughs> and let me tell you something. I looked good in that wedding dress. Right? <laughs> I looked good. I like to look at those pictures and think, I look good. Uh-huh. I don't look like that anymore. <laughs> So if you try to lose weight out there, <laughs> I did. I'm so I, sad for you. It was. I literally, which is still a great like snack. It sounds weird, but it is a great snack. Mm. But the whole problem was that it was all I was having. Is like we had burgers. I would just eat the patty and like nothing. I would wrap it, cut it up, and put it on a salad. The burger, and yeah, put, like mustard on top because there was no calories. <laughs> Listen, I'm a little crazy. Okay. <laughs> I just, I was in crazy land at that point. So you were Bradzilla. I was. I was it's not so much I was Bradzilla. It was like, if you try to, if you put a carb in front of me right now, I'm going to cut you is really what it was more so like. But you move into adult world. So college students, yes. like to any college students who are listening and you're talking about, you know, the plate method or you need this many food groups and all mm-hmm. this stuff, but you have this crazy schedule. Yeah. Even, not even just college students, but first time moms or you just got married and you're, you know, trying to figure out how your family is going to eat, like you Mm -hmm. and your husband, that you can still be healthy. What are some easy go-tos for you that you remember from when you were in college or that you did when you first got married with Adam? And now you have Brooks that you're trying to think of when you shop and and prepare meals for. What are easy go-to things that people who are trying to eat better, not even like just crazy paleo, whole third, whatever, (laughs) they're just trying to be better about it. I mean, salad's always easy. It's already pre-washed and mm-hmm. cut up, and all you have to do is throw it in a bowl. Um, I like to do all of my proteins in bulk, so I'll cook a whole bunch of, like, ground beef and chicken and shred up the chicken, and then I'll just throw it in a bag and put it in the freezer. Mm-hmm. Because, you How know, long does that take you? Oh, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. That's just such an obstacle when you've had a long day at work and you get home and you're rushed. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's a good thing to have on hand. Easy thing to take care yeah. of. Yeah. And as far as vegetables go, the produce and the freezer section are my best friends mm-hmm. because they have so many vegetables that are already washed. They're cut up. And all I have to do is cook them. Dump them in. Yeah. Or just 
Cover them with cheese so your husband will eat them. Yeah. Yeah. Or just throw them in the microwave and boom. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got some vegetables. So just having quick things like that on hand. What's the go-to vegetable at your house that you know everybody will eat? This is just sheer curiosity at this point. Oh, Callie, I'd probably be bragging, but it's a lot. (laughs) Is it really? Oh, yeah. (laughs) My family eats so healthy. We just eat all the vegetables. (laughs) I can't. I don't give them a choice. I know. Well, listen, trying to sneak in lentil pasta is all that went. (laughs) But we talked about all these different life stages and everything else. So as we're aging, as obviously Mm -hmm. in high school and college, we could eat pretty much whatever. Probably Mm -hmm. towards the end of college, you're starting to think, all right, I might need to have a a grip on this. Usually when spring break was approaching. And then, you know, you get out of college and you're like, okay, now. I actually have to like find a place to exercise or I have to pay attention to mm-hmm. what I'm cooking and eating and everything yeah. else. So how important is it nutrition in general as we age? How will it impact us as we move on through different seasons? So I think a lot of us when we're young, we don't think about how our health will be when we're older, but how we eat now determines our risk factors for some of those chronic diseases when we get older. Mm-hmm. Think of us women and our risk for osteoporosis. There's things that we can do now to try to decrease that risk later in life. Mm-hmm. And all those other chronic diseases like heart disease, kidney disease, diabetes, obesity, cancer, all of those risk factors can be preventable if we just choose to make good choices now. And mm-hmm. that just comes from, again, those dietary guidelines that I mentioned, the whole f- fruits and vegetables, the proteins, the low-fat dairy, whole grains, and just watching our added sugars and sodium, mm-hmm. and then exercising. What can we, if you could say, okay, here's one thing you can change. Like most people probably don't do this already. Mm-hmm. If you could pinpoint one thing that we could just go ahead and change. Maybe it's a substitution. Maybe it's whatever. What's one thing that you think that's your small step forward? I mean, it's the classic dietitian answer, but make sure you have a vegetable and fruit mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Just one? We can do that, people. Listen, I mean, if you're not used to having any, yeah, it's not true. realistic for you to have five a day. That's valid. So if you're not having any at all, mm-hmm. just try to have one a day. Mm-hmm. I can get on board with that. I love fruits and vegetables, so there's mm-hmm. no issue with that at my house. It's just the rest of my family needs to get in the boat. <laughs> That's all I can say. But overall, how does what we eat affect our health? You talked about we can be preventative. You know, you can lead to diabetes, everything else. Can we just get more specific on how it impacts now and later based on the things that we're consuming? Okay, so I think... Health is this umbrella term. It incorporates so much more than just what we eat. It incorporates our spiritual health, emotional health, physical health, psychological health, all of that. So on a day-to-day basis, I think about food and dang it, food makes me happy. I like it. I I do. I like food. Yes. And it can affect my mood. Mm -hmm. So if I'm craving something, M&M's, that happens a lot. Yes. I'm going to have some Mm M&M's. And that's what's going to make me happy. Yeah. But... If I overindulge, if I have too much, then I'm probably going to be cranky and short-tempered the rest mm-hmm. of the day because I'm just mad at myself so you for just doing need that. to lay down. Yeah. Just need to lay down and go sleep. Yeah. That's why you eat your ice cream right before bed. <laughs> That's a whole nother topic. You eat it and lay down and go to sleep and you're fine. <laughs> but yeah, and then I think definitely overall eating now to prevent diseases later on. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, you've said that a couple times. I want to dive into it a little deeper. Okay. Can you give some hard examples of you eat this, it could lead to this. You eat this, it sure. could lead to that. Sure. If you just have a consistent, uh, let's say, fast food intake or convenient type foods where you're having the fried foods on a regular basis, um, you're eating dessert every single meal, which, huh, 
Sometimes I do. But if you're doing that consistently and, you know, there's other things to consider. Like if you have a family history Mm -hmm. of heart disease, if you're overweight, if you're not exercising and you're eating like this, chances are later on down the road, you're going to have to have a stent. You're going to have bypass surgery. It puts you at risk for stroke. Mm -hmm. People that have heart disease are at higher risk for diabetes. Mm -hmm. High blood pressure, that kind of thing. It's all related. I just didn't realize how related it was. Mm-hmm. And what I think is kind of scary is that you don't realize it's important until you're already in it. And at that point, right. it's kind of late. Yeah. You know? And that's the thing, I think, with a lot of us. We focus on the here and now and not the prevention. Mm-hmm. What is one food or ingredient or fad diet like we talked about? What's one thing you wish would just die off and people would stop either trying it or doing it or eating it or whatever? I think I go to those detox diets. Those diets that... Sometimes you just got to fit in that dress, Megan. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, sometimes you try to fit... Was that an enjoyable experience? you just have to get in that wedding dress and eat your carrots and mustard and be happy with life. Did you know that I did do a detox cleanse? This was after wedding. So this is when I started eating normally again and gained all the weight. Will you share that experience? Um, Okay. So I don't even remember really what it was. I think it was you could eat zero carbs. (laughs) You could have two fruits a day. And only vegetables. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. So, like, your proteins or whatever had to come from, like, beans and everything else, which was a whole other factor when you're eating that many beans in a day. <laughs> it's an issue. And so, a friend and I did it. She was actually an intern at the time. So, she could probably say my boss made me do it. Um, but we did it, and you couldn't, you could only have water. Mm. And so we jumped on board and we're like, we can, we can do this. And the first day was just like, you're excited because you're trying something new. And you're like, this is easy. We can do this. And then the second day you're like, all right, this isn't great. And by like the morning of the third day, I just vividly remember calling her and just being like, we are done with this. I want a Diet Coke. I need you to go to McDonald's and get the Diet Coke because it's the best and report back. And she got herself a huge sweet tea (laughs) and me a Diet Coke. It was supposed to last seven days. We made it two and a half days because I hated life. So picture a pendulum. One side is this restrictive eating. The other one is this overindulgent. The more we swing to that restrictive eating, the more we're going to swing back to the overindulgence. You know? I just wanted that Diet Coke. Megan, I love it. And if you tell me I can't have it, we're just going to cancel this podcast because I don't want people to hear that. I love Diet Coke. And I probably have one once a day. See, that's what I'm saying. And I feel like if I limit myself to that, I'm doing good. And sometimes once a day is at 32 ounce. Yes. But it's still just once a day. Yeah. You know, like, I, it still counts. You got to enjoy life. Just live a little. Yeah. Right? Um, what's one common misconception about dieting, nutrition, that you want to dispel, that you wish that people would stop believing? Well, I think we all have this food story that has developed our relation, a personal relationship with food or this mm-hmm. emotional connection. Mm-hmm. Over half of American women are trying to lose weight. I believe that. And the diet industry is a multi-million dollar industry. So something's not adding up. Mm -hmm. And when we think about this diet culture that we live in, that's pushing restrictive eating, Mm -hmm. saying that you have to look a certain way, telling you that your health is defined by the number on the scale or the clothes Mm -hmm. that you're wearing, we have this really unhealthy relationship with food and we have this like good list versus bad list and then it just becomes this whole psychological battle Mm -hmm. and we have this fear 
of eating yes. and eating food. And so, you know, we're constantly beating ourselves up. And there's guilt if you enjoy it. Exactly. Like, I shouldn't be enjoying this because it's bad for me. Yes. So this is a whole issue. I do. I have food guilt is very real in my life. Like It is a real thing. It's huge. And I just wish we could see food neutrally. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's developed at an earlier age. And mm-hmm. so I just feel like my job as a mom is to try to prevent him from this diet restrictive culture Mm -hmm. and not let him know my personal battles with food or restrictive eating so that he doesn't face that Mm -hmm. himself he doesn't develop it himself right Mm -hmm. it's my job as a mom to present the food all at once Mm -hmm. and let him decide what he eats and how much he eats Mm -hmm. and that goes to the whole and I've read a little bit about this, not a ton, but the whole concept of intuitive eating. Yeah. So intuitive eating is very much more detailed than this, but basically food's going to be around for forever. Mm-hmm. So we might as we'll well. always tr- need it. We, we're always going to need it. So we might as well try to develop a healthy, positive relationship mm-hmm. with it. And so that just means listening to our body. Mm-hmm. So if your body is telling you it wants something, you eat that, but you also listen to your body to know how much of it mm-hmm. it wants to eat. So it's not just like, hey, instead of putting some of this ice cream in a bowl, I'm going to sit down with the entire pint and I'm going to watch me some Grey's Anatomy and eat my pint of ice cream and live that life. I think it's so speaking to our culture right now that they now create ice cream that you can't eat by the pint. Yeah. Because it's like these companies just know this is going to happen. It's true. We need to help these people. Like (laughs) We need to help them out. And I... I'm just going to say it, Halo Top, I'm a huge fan of it, but the rest of that stuff out there that's eaten by the pint is garbage, and I mean it when I say it. And I know there's a whole other issue about, you know, eating stuff that is fat-free and, Mm -hmm. like, the other crap they have to put into it to make it that. But Mm -hmm. that's where I get overwhelmed with the whole thing. They make it psychological Mm -hmm. because you think you have to eat that whole carton. Yeah. You know, it kind of goes with the principle of if you have a candy jar out in the kitchen and every time you walk past, what are you going to have? Versus if you have a fruit bowl or a thing of nuts out, you're going to eat that. Mm -hmm. If you open your refrigerator and right in front at eye level is these a clear container of pre-washed, cut-up vegetables, mm. you're going to be more likely to eat those. Mm-hmm. Versus... Or starve. I mean, if you ha- if you open the pantry and at eye level you saw cookies or something mm-hmm. like that, you're going to go for that, right? Mm-hmm. But if it's on the top shelf, you can't see it. Go put some effort into yeah. That's just a whole other issue in our culture. <laughs> Listen, I want to eat those cookies, but I have to get, if I put effort into it... I'm just going to – I'm going to eat this kale It's instead. just such a mind game. It is. It 100% is. And I'm all, I've am i always been an emotional eater. So, mm-hmm. like, there are some people who will just not eat if they're upset. Right. I want to be those people, but yeah. I'm the opposite. Like, if I'm upset, if I'm stressed, if I'm anxious, you will know by what I'm choosing to eat. Because I generally am a pretty healthy eater. Like, mm-hmm. dinner for me is usually I open a bag of salad and dump it in a bowl and put on my fat-free Catalina. And if you tell me I can't eat my fat-free Catalina <laughs> – Again, we're going to have some issues because I love that stuff. But I generally am a pretty healthy eater. But when I'm stressed, i.e., full disclosure, last night, I was very stressed when I got home. And the kids were fussy. And I was going to make some, like, I think I was going to make chili or something. And I just told Ryan, I'm not going to make chili. You're just going to have to figure out. And he's like, can I make it to Chick-fil-A with fussy children? I said, no. He said, can I make it to McDonald's? I said, absolutely, you can. And so as a family... (laughs) 
<laughs> You're going to be so ashamed of me. <laughs> we did eat McDonald's last night for dinner, and sometimes it's good. Like, those McNuggets. I love some nugs. I'm telling you right now. I'll go. I'll go nugs hard you're all day. A, you're a Nuggets fan. I am. I even the and I don't care. Don't come at me because I love McDonald's nuggets and I know people are making a face at me right. You're making a face at me right now. I'm not. You should enjoy those <laughs> if it's your favorite. But for the bombs, okay. So we, I have two kids. Okay. And sometimes it's tough to figure out. Okay, I, we all need to eat something healthy. What's it going to be? Yeah. What are your go tos? Like, what do you think are some of the best options for kids? I mean, go with a favorite. Mm -hmm. Kids like mac and cheese, right? Mm -hmm. So throw in some vegetables and some ground beef with your mac and cheese, and there's you a a more of a balanced meal. Yeah. But basically, Brooks eats whatever we eat. I prepare one meal, and that that's what's for dinner. What's that like? (laughs) I think I make three different meals. I really do. Well, I'm starting at an early age. I'm hoping it continues. Yeah. We'll see. Gosh, that's, I tried with Henley, and then she was introduced to Chick-fil-A, and then she was introduced uh-huh. to cheese sauce on things. Hey, and it was if a that's going to get their vegetables it was a down, downward spiral. I'm like, yes. It was. But I always try to present a likable food mm-hmm. with something that might be new or mm, he's not so much of a fan of. And, and if he doesn't eat it, he doesn't eat it. And that's fine. Then yeah. you just eat the leftovers. That's usually what ends up being some of my meals. And we'll get to that in a minute. But it's very unfortunate. But you follow some pediatric dietitians on Instagram. Yes. You make some, like, brand muffins with banana and zucchini. Like, all these. Of course you do because you're that mom. But we can we can throw all that up on show notes and stuff so people can find those resources sure. and use those. With the holidays coming up. Did you know, I read this the other day. I don't even know where. It's probably somewhere on social media. I know that's where I read it. And I took it as fact. But people gain an average of seven pounds over the holidays. Good grief. I, right? But it's on social media, so it's factual. Of course it is. It is the truth. Mm -hmm. So with the holidays coming up, what are threes or things people can do? So maybe they just gain five pounds instead of seven pounds. That's (laughs) easier to, to get your head around. What are just some quick tips? First of all, avoid the temptation. If you know that the office break room has a buffet of sweets Mm -hmm. that your sweet clients have brought in, just try not to go in there. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can't avoid the peppermint milkshake at Chick-fil-A, Maybe you shouldn't go to Chick-fil-A like Here's a thought. every Don't single go day. <laughs> Don't go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and also in that break room, just sprinkle some like pepper over <laughs> what people bring. And you're really helping the whole office. You really are. You're doing it to help everyone. Yeah. I guess I'm just saying don't put yourself in the temptation. Yeah. Don't um, go around it. Yeah. Another one is mindfulness, and this sounds funny, but it's just being in tune with, like, what you're eating. Mm -hmm. So you're not sitting there inhaling something. Mm -hmm. You're actually, like, enjoying the food and tasting it and really noticing, like, what it tastes like. So an example of, like, mindlessness would be sitting there watching TV, eating ice cream, and you're not even really tasting the ice cream or realizing how much you're you're eating. Okay, so another example would be... I've just I've I've had it up to here. <laughs> Leave my ice cream alone, my diet coke. Um, and then I think it's important to just have a game plan, mm-hmm. a mental game plan. You show up, you've got a party later on. Focus on fruits, vegetables, protein before you get there. Don't show up starving. Drink some water, and then just have a plan of okay, I'm going to go through the buffet line once. And I'm not going to go back. Mm-hmm. I'm going to focus on the relationships and the conversation around me. And I'm going to stand away from the table so that I'm not staring at food all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like constantly in my head. Mm-hmm. But I always try to volunteer to bring like the healthier dish. Mm-hmm. You're helping everyone. That's it's 
I mean, Pinterest is covered with some pretty great ideas. Or if, here's what I like to do. What? If someone is bringing me that's something that's not great for me, it's not healthy, I shouldn't eat it, whatever else, I like to just give it to someone else. Well, that's you know what I'm saying. You just pass it on to the next to the next door neighbor. Like, hey, happy you're in the neighborhood. You're gonna get fat, and I'm not. Love you. See how that works. Share the love. It is. It works really well. So, practically speaking, what's something in everyday life we could change to better our overall nutrition, our overall diets? I would say planning. Mm -hmm. Planning for me makes it more of a priority. And it's not that you just, you have to plan out every single thing, mm-hmm. but just kind of having like a general idea of like, okay, these are the meals I'm going to make this week. This is what I'm going to make it. And then also planning exercise. If I plan out when I'm going to exercise mm-hmm. or what I'm going to do, that just makes it more of a priority. So mm-hmm. it's going to more likely to get done. Yeah. And when you're looking at the week ahead mm-hmm. and you're thinking through what I should do, shouldn't do, what do you think through in preparation so that it's quicker and easier? Well, first of all, I just think, well, what do I want to eat this week? Mm-hmm. What sounds good to me? What's something that I've seen recently in a, a recipe or I've had at a restaurant that sounds good that I want to have? Um, what's in season? Mm-hmm. Or what have I had in a while? You know, it's good mm-hmm. to try to rotate those proteins, mm-hmm. veggies. Like, oh, gosh, I haven't had this in forever. Mm-hmm. I should, let's have this this week or something. I tried meal planning. I didn't try very hard. <laughs> I tried, like, medium hard at it. Yeah. And I just – planning is not something I love to do. So yeah, I like to just grab staples. So what are some staples that are like, staples. hey, have these, and it's going to help you overall cook better, eat better, all of the above? Well, I always pick up a few fruits, different colors, bananas, mm-hmm. and then whatever else is in season or cheap, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grapes, yep. strawberries, blueberries, cantaloupe, pineapple, whatever. I, I just grab a couple of fruits, and then I'll grab some vegetables. I'll look at what's on sale. I love those, like – Because your family eats everything. They do, really. Toot, toot on your horn. Toot, toot. <laughs> no, they do not. <laughs> I just think that they do in my head. It makes me feel better. <laughs> it makes me feel like I'm doing a great job. Yeah. Um, And then I grab a meat or two for the week. Beans, canned beans are always good to have on hand. Grains. I love those microwavable rice, like brown rice things. They even have like lentils in them now. And it's so much faster. They even do quinoa like that sometimes too. And I'm sure not even really understanding quinoa still. No one is going to convince me. Whatever an ancient grain is. It's in that ancient grain group. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. (laughs) We're all right there together. But for me, breakfast, I mean, I touched on this briefly, but... Literally, breakfast will usually consist of eating the crust of Hagen's waffle and coffee, maybe a handful of cereal, and dinner is usually whatever's left of Henley sandwich. Like, I just am a snacker. I just grab things on the go all the time. How terrible is that? Am I going to die? I think it's fine as long, you know, overall balance. So, is the what you're grabbing to snack on, is it a relatively nutritious, you know, thing? Mm-hmm. Is it... You know, if we're snacking on little Debbies and stuff like chips and stuff, like that's probably going to affect our appetite for a meal later. And mm-hmm. a meal time is usually when we get those more balanced meals, like the proteins and the fruits and the vegetables. So if you get to the meal time and you're not hungry, then that's like, oh, it's kind of an issue. But definitely, that I think snacking happen. can be a part of a nutritious diet. But I've read again. <laughs> Oh, dear. Let's dispel these mysteries of social media. But I've read that multiple snacks a day keeps your metabolism up. 
But I've also read that you should do intermittent fasting, <laughs> which is like basically you don't eat for a long period of time and then you eat and then a certain time comes you don't eat anymore. And I've read your diet should be completely plant-based and that Diet Coke will kill me, but I'm going to drink my Diet Coke at least that 32 ounce or a day. And I've read your metabolism is garbage after a certain age. Like there's just all these things mm-hmm. that I've read. What's the reality in all of it? Like what's the truth? Well, I hope none of it's true because I don't do any of those things. And I See, love Diet Coke. And you're official. You have you have lots of letters after your name. I so do. That's why we listen. I am to proud you. of that. No, I just think when you're when you come across these headlines on social media or the magazine titles when you're checking out at Target, consider the source. Mm-hmm. Who is it written by? I call them these like wellness warriors. You know, these people that are like maybe they have like a strong social media platform or they're a celebrity or they're big industry people and they're trying to push a certain product or diet or whatever Mm. or maybe it's a friend and like they read it and they come talk to you about it and they're so confident but by the time that you're done talking with them you feel like what they're saying is biblical Mm -hmm. straight truth and a lot of the lord right Mm -hmm. and their motivation behind it is good it's Mm -hmm. all good but it's not evidenced based there's not any research to back it up and it goes back to lifestyle yeah a lot of the stuff that's getting pushed isn't necessarily a lifestyle right Mm -hmm. yeah so i mean just like you wouldn't go if you got hurt you wouldn't go to a general personal trainer you'd go to a physical therapist Mm -hmm. consider when you want diet or nutrition advice you'd want to go to the person that's educated and has Mm -hmm. all these continuing education hours and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. to get advice to know what you're doing. Well, and we talked just for a second. I mean, you talked on the cleanse thing. And what you hear over and over again is like you're trying to get these toxins out of your body. What is that? So I think a lot of people think that what they eat can like build up, I guess. So they got like a buildup of like toxins and pesticides and all these like things that they're putting in food mm-hmm. now. And if that were the case, then most of us would be like in the ICU sick and we would know about it. God gave us a liver. And two kidneys, and that's what their jobs are. That's what they do. That's what they do. You don't have to do anything. Mm. You don't have to eat anything to detox your body because God gave us a liver, and that's the purpose of the liver. That's how it works. It detoxes our body. I want to lose around 27 pounds by the first week of December, and I just need you to know how possible that is. Like. That's, I can't. You do don't that. need to lose twenty seven pounds. I listen. I want to. I'm about to have to go back to carrots and mustard. <laughs> carrots and mustard. I can't Please live don't that, do that. Again. I'll cry for you. <laughs> but I mean, I think a pound a week is a good general rule. But mm-hmm. and anyone who has more questions, I know you're so great about answering questions and like general information. I do nerd out sometimes. You, do. you just know <laughs> all the things. Not Adam's proud moment. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassed. <laughs> So if you're listening, you have more questions, you want to know more, you can DM me or you can send it via the website or whatever's easiest for you. And I know we would love to follow up. But the last thing we do on every show is we love to ask, what is one thing you're so happy someone did tell you about? Like, what is your jam right now that you are like using, watching, listening to, eating? What's your like your thing? Well, let me just put out a disclaimer that I am not technologically blessed uh, so, you're, I live that life too. It's there's a lot. You of are not. You use no. Google Docs. I do that. That's, that's impressive. True. That was forced on me. By oh, work. this is getting embarrassing. <laughs> but anyways, my, one of my babysitters told me about this app. It's like already on my phone, and it's purple, and it's called Podcast. <laughs> and I started listening to podcasts. 
<laughs> but, look at and now you're on one. I, that went from zero to a hundred real fast. I, know, I feel so legit. You're amazing. Uh, what are your What are some of your favorite ones? Okay, well, <laughs> I'm just a other re- than I'm, no one. Time. I'm a newbie. Absolutely, that's definitely <laughs> my favorite. But I just I've downloaded a bunch from like. That dietitians do, which mm-hmm. are informative but a little dry. You're so um, I'm lo- looking to add to my library. Yes. So what do you? What's your, what's your niche? Like, do you like crime? Do no. you like no? So I need it to make don't. me feel happy oh, and happy. not cry. Okay. I so we don't to- want tears while no. you're running. Mm-mm. So I listen to Annie F. Downs. She has that sounds fun podcast, okay. and she just interviews really fun people, and so that will put a smile on your face, I'm sure. And there's another one that makes me laugh out loud, and it's called the Popcast. Okay. And they are, they just talk about pop culture, like things going on in the world. Oh, that would be good for me. It is so, do you like E! News? It's like E! I News do, as a podcast. I feel guilty about it. Why? So. Don't you, there's no room for guilt when it comes to E! News. Okay. <laughs> Jamie Kennedy is the why I know about the world. <laughs> All right. I, I do need to get in with that. I love E! News. So, Popcast is right up your alley. Okay. And then, if you want to learn a little bit about Jesus, but have some fun, yes. it's Bible Binge. Ooh. Okay. So, the hosts of Popcast do Bible Binge, too. And it's so it's so fun to listen to. I'm so, be so much smaller. There's so three of your three of your favorite ones. So you're not just listening about why we need to eat Skittles yes. and the rainbow. You really need to get with your people about the whole eating <laughs> rainbow thing. I'm a little worried about it. It's going to cause confusion. I'm going to put out a picture for this now. ASAP. We're going to be on that. All right. Megan, thank you so much for being a part of this. We love you. We're thankful for you. And I don't care what Adam says. You're not a nerd. (laughs) You're so sweet. Well, that's about it for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. And hey, if you liked it, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. Does that sound desperate? Feels a little bit desperate asking you to do that. But you know what? Oh, well, I love hearing your feedback. So make sure you check out noontoldmepodcast.com and I'll see you next time.